This is episode number 60, and we are going to get into the mind, body, and soul issues that go hand in hand with ending or being in a narcissistic relationship. We're also going to get into steps to move forward and how to heal. We're getting right to it in three, two, one. Welcome to the Heal Your Burnout Podcast, where us hustlers come together to have solution-focused conversations weekly. My name is Amber Connolly, a former burnt-out clinician and academic turned transformative coach. If you are a productive patty, miss I can do it all, or if you are ready to ditch the exhaustion, you have come to the right place. Each week I'll be providing you with wellness tips and trainings, inspiring you to look within replace habits that are keeping you stuck, and offering insights to help you maintain your brilliance. If you are craving clarity, self-care, support, and mindset hacks, look no further. This is where your energy can be reignited and your hope can be restored. Welcome back to the show. We are continuing our narcissism series. And in this episode, I really want to get into what is the collateral damage of being in a relationship with a narcissist? Because obviously it's time, energy, effort invested in a situation, but it's not just that. It's so much deeper than that because you're in a situation where there's no even give and take. It's just constantly one person taking, 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 and draining the other person. So I want to talk about what collateral damage goes hand in hand with that from a mind perspective, a body perspective, and a deep spiritual perspective. And then I want to get into how the heck do you heal and how do you move forward? So first, let's talk about the body. And there's this wonderful book. I can't think of the author right now. It's called The Body Keeps Score. And it's all about how our mind and our body are connected. And when you experience something emotionally and when you don't process it, that emotion is stuffed down and stored in your body. And eventually it could come out in the form of pain, chronic illness, disease, etc. And that's the thing. When you're in a narcissistic relationship, and especially after love bombing, in the devaluation phase, you're you're in this deep rut. And when you're in that rut, you want to believe that you're going to get out of it and you're going to go back to the love bombing and you cling to hope. And I think that it's hope that fuels a lot of these relationships. It's optimism that fills a lot of these relationships. And when you're in it, you sell yourself a whole bunch of lies about why you're still in it. You buy into the sob story. You buy into it's going to get better. You see the potential and you accept the person and and embrace their potential rather than who they really are because it feels better to imagine a better situation than what the situation really is. And even when you're not honest with yourself, that's the thing about your body. The body always keeps score and is always honest. And you could only do that for so long before issues start coming up. And those issues would be chronic inflammation, and it comes out in the form of migraines, back spasms, neurological issues, like feeling tingles and twitches that that you've never felt before, having GI problems, having um, migraines with or without aura where you see lights before you get a migraine, 
really um, tense muscles, jaw pain, and the list goes on and on. And often what a lot of survivors who come out of narcissistic relationships will find is that suddenly when, when they go from being in contact to going no contact, suddenly their symptoms go into remission. So if they have a, um, an autoimmune condition, those symptoms aren't there anymore. Those chronic inflammation symptoms aren't there anymore and they suddenly go back to the way that they were before the relationship. So that's really what goes on from the body perspective. Now from the mind perspective, so much is happening internally during narcissism and during that cycle, especially in the devaluation phase. And that chronic experience being gaslit and gaslit and the baiting and the breadcrumbing and all the tactics that are are happening in that cyclone of drama and of, of being just swept up in all of it and being used as supply, there's so much emotionally that happens. And, and that comes with grief, stress, anxiety, depression, panic, shame, PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder. And when you're going through this experience, when you have that you're being constantly told that your feelings are wrong, that you must be mistaken, you must be crazy. There's the the roller coaster component. You never know what you're gonna get. It's like walking on eggshells all the time. Narcissists are classic for for just causing scenes. Any important event that you have, they're likely going to ruin it. They're likely going to cause a, a big scene, a tantrum when things aren't about them. Because that's just what they do. And their rules change all the time. And they make the rules up as they go. Because if it's not serving them, it doesn't work for them. And they don't do it. They throw tantrums. And people who often find themselves in situations with narcissists often are overly accommodating. And just want to have a good day with the narcissist. And over time when you are continually putting your best face forward, your best foot forward... It's only going to leave you feeling bad. And if you keep feeling badly over and over again, it's no wonder it leads to depression. And that feeling of being anxious and on edge when you don't know what's to come, you don't know what to expect, the rules keep changing. And then the grief, I believe, comes from when you come to the realization that what you thought it was in love bombing isn't really what it was, so you have to accept it for what it was. There's also that like the death of the hope of what you thought it could be, the death of what what it never really was and having to grieve the loss of that dream because there is definitely grief associated with it. And then shame. And I want to pause for a moment to talk about shame and it's something that comes up a lot in this podcast. And I love learning from Brene Brown who is known in, in the shame space. She's a shame researcher And the way she explains shame is guilt is I feel badly. Shame is I am bad. And I think that the shame and feeling like I must be an awful person to end up in this situation or I must have done something to deserve this type of treatment goes hand in hand with narcissistic abuse. And then once it's over, feeling like I'm so embarrassed, I don't want anyone to know that this happened or that I allowed this treatment to take place. So definitely very damaging to not just the body but also to the mind because you are completely used up and dried out by the time you reach the discard phase. 
Last but not least, we have what I believe to be the most damaging piece of being in a situation with a narcissist. And that would be anxiety, not just anxiety, emotional anxiety, but leading you to a deeper feeling of apathy, of helplessness, of feeling like you're so disconnected from your authentic self. And your true self just gets so buried deep, 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 deep inside of you. Because deep within all of us is who we are created to be. And whenever we enter, not even, I hate to use the word relationship with a narcissist, it's more of like a, a an interaction or like a transaction with a narcissist. Whenever we enter that, we abandon our true self and we walk away from ourselves. We literally say, I'm going to abandon my own needs emotionally, physically, spiritually to serve someone else. And the more and more you abandon yourself, the less and less you trust yourself. And the further and further you get away from your most authentic self, who you were created to be, not someone to please someone else, but to live out whatever divine purpose you were here to live out. So I think that that's one of the most damaging and the saddest pieces of coming out the other side of narcissistic abuse. Not just feeling physically exhausted, emotionally exhausted, but that soul feeling of who the heck am I? How did I end up here? And how do I move forward? I don't even know how I got here. And I don't know who I really am. That's really, really sad. And... um really really hard to go through but that being said healing is most definitely possible and I'm like a broken record here you know I'm gonna say it again this episode this series isn't about let's obsess over like is someone a narcissist or aren't they or you know who in my life is a narcissist no 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 no. that's not what this is about trust me narcissists are all about attention and things being about them but this is (laughs) this is about you how did you end up in that situation and If you haven't reached this point yet, it's time that you make a promise with yourself right here, right now. We're not going to worry anymore. Is this person a narcissist? Aren't they? No, 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 no. Recognize the pattern. Call it for what it is. And break the tie. And the better you can recognize the pattern, the quicker you could separate yourself, go no contact, and start looking within and figuring out how did you end up here? Like what were the red flags that you missed? How can you identify them better next time? What were the signs that you ignored? Where did you lie to yourself? Where weren't you being honest with yourself? And how can you not do that again? And how can you rebuild that self-trust? That self-trust is so important. And it's not, it's destroyed in the big moments. Like the big moments like being in a situation with a narcissist. That's a pretty defining moment in your life. But that self-trust is rebuilt in those private moments. So whenever you honor a promise that you make for yourself, you begin to reestablish that self-trust. Whether that promise is this morning, I'm going to wake up on time, brush my teeth, do my hair before I go to work, and I'm not going to press the snooze button. And then the next morning, your alarm goes off and you actually don't press the snooze button and you rebuild that trust. It's in those micro decisions that we prove to ourselves that, wow, promises that I make to myself, I keep. And in that same way that we build that trust very slowly, very intentionally, very quietly, 
eventually when we begin to see things and patterns in other people, we could actually accept that as, wow, that's the pattern that I know about and I trust that that's not healthy for me, so I'm going to choose to walk away because that's what's best for me. That's what's best for me. It doesn't matter how this person acts. It doesn't matter what they're showing me. I see the pattern. I trust it. Therefore, I go. So building self-trust is so critical. And at the end of the day, that's what this podcast is all about. We talk about different ways to establish self-care practices. And the root of self-care is, one, understanding yourself, and two, establishing trust with yourself and proving to yourself that you can make promises to yourself and actually keep them. That's what it's all about. So whether you are dealing with a narcissist, have a past of dealing with a narcissist, you know people in your life that have these difficult personality traits, the best thing you could do for yourself is recognize the patterns, set boundaries, go no contact if possible, and continue to move forward and accept that person as they are who they are and shifting your expectations. Because narcissists, one, don't change. Two, the pattern is always going to repeat its textbook. And three, the only thing you could control is yourself. Yourself, your boundaries, what you choose to partake in, what you choose not to partake in. Not capable of change. And that's just how it goes. So that concludes our Narcissist series. My solo episodes, I should say, for our Narcissist series moving forward. I am going to have one of my very dear friends, Keisha Bishop, on. She is an expert in the narcissist space. She does coaching involving um, narcissistic abuse survivors. She has one-on-one clients, group coaching clients, and this is truly her area of expertise. I'm going to bring Keisha on, and she's going to um, offer us some even more guidance about healing, moving forward, how to cope with that side of things and just more details on narcissism. So she will help us continue our series on. For me, my solo series on narcissism is done. I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey friend, before you leave, please head on over to iTunes podcast and search for Heal Your Burnout. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button, give us a five-star review, and help us spread the word about our show. I would love to connect with you on social media. My Instagram handle is at Amber underscore Connolly underscore. And until next time, I'm sending you so much love and light. And I can't wait to keep moving forward with you.